Hey, hey, this is Luke Metzler, your host of the X Plus One podcast, checking in before this episode starts. And man, let me just say, it is an absolute joy to be back. It really is. I enjoyed my time away in the sense that I got to spend some very valuable time with my amazing and beautiful family. And it truly was incredible. But that's not to say that I did not miss podcasting and getting to share what the Lord is teaching me with you all. Now, I have a little secret that I want to share this morning, although I guess it's not much of a secret given the, the title of this podcast. But, but this year in 2024, quick drum roll, I'm going to walk through the whole entire book of Proverbs with you all. That's right, the whole book, all of it, from the purpose of the book in chapter one, which we'll talk about today, all the way to the infamous chapter on the godly woman in chapter 31. We will cover it. I spent the past year going through the book of Proverbs in my own personal study, and I have loved it. I've been reading through five different, very, uh, <laughs> very sizable commentaries on the book. I've been memorizing the majority of it as well, and I have been dying, absolutely dying to share what the Lord has been teaching me through this book in his word. Like, you don't even know. You don't. I mean, it, it has been really, really difficult for me to, de to delay what I've been learning from you all. Anyways, before we get into the first episode of a new series and a new season, I want to lay out the vision I have for it, okay? You ready? Here it is. The vision for this series is that you would grow in your pursuit and possession of wisdom. That's it. That you would grow in your pursuit and possession of wisdom. I want you to pursue wisdom like a cheetah pursues a gazelle, and I want you to possess and take hold of wisdom the same way a child embraces their father, with a loving yet firm grip, one that just absolutely refuses to let go. Now, I will say these episodes, they're going to be dense. They're going to be going verse for verse, and they're going to be far more educational than my episodes have been in, in recent memory. And if that scares you, I'm here to tell you, do not fear. We will dive deep, okay? We will. But we will also make sure to come up for air from time to time so that we won't drown, all right? Also, with, with that in mind, this is by far going to be the longest series I've ever done as well. I, I have no idea how long it's going to take us to get through all of Proverbs, but I'm personally in no rush. Absolutely no rush. This book of Proverbs, it's not fast food, man, all right? This is fine dining, baby. It's a full course meal, and it is worth taking the time to pursue and enjoy. Now, my goal, my goal is to have these episodes range from 10 to 15 minutes to start in chapters 1 through 9, and then as we approach chapter 10 of Proverbs, where we get into a lot of the couplets, the, the more popular verses, I'm, I'm hopeful to produce episodes for you that are no longer than five minutes. Also, I, I want to say this before we roll that intro and officially begin season number four of the X plus one podcast. I really, really think that you would benefit from having your Bible open while listening to these podcasts. Now, I know many of you listen while you drive and while you walk, and honestly, that's my preferred podcast listening method as well. And if that's how you choose to listen, I fully get it, but but I just want to be on record saying that I think having your Bible open will be so, so, so helpful in this series. Having your Bible open, it will allow you to take notes that will last far longer than my words will. And it will also keep you from losing track of where I am in any episode because everything that I'm going to be talking about today and for the rest of this series will be right in front of you. It'll be great. It'll be great. Lastly, also, I want you to know that, that your input is extremely valuable to me. I'm going to have a a Q&A box for every episode for you to, to share your feedback in the description of this of the podcast episodes, and, and I'd really love for you to fill that out. I really want to be 
a resource for you and whatever I can do to better this podcast, to better the series, just to better serve you. That's what I want to do. So please keep me in the know on how I can better serve you. Now, all that said, if there's anything that I've learned in my study of Proverbs this past year, it is that wisdom is far more valuable than any, any material thing you can think of. And it was, it is 100% worth the pursuit. So welcome to season four of the X plus one podcast and welcome to episode one of a new series titled Pursuing Wisdom in Proverbs. One, two, three, four. Welcome back to the X plus one podcast where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ every Tuesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and seek to take you one step closer to him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and welcome, welcome to a new season and a new series called Pursuing Wisdom in Proverbs. Today marks episode one, the beginning of a new series, and so therefore we find ourselves at the beginning of Proverbs in chapter one, verse one. Now, for, for context, the, the man who wrote the majority of Proverbs, King Solomon, he lays out for us very clearly the purpose and the principle of his writing for the whole entire book, the whole book of Proverbs. He lays it out for us in the first seven verses. In other words, the first seven verses are not to be slept on, all right? They're important. So today we're going to work through the purpose of Proverbs, which is found in verses one through six. And then next week, we're going to talk about the main principle of Proverbs, which is found in verse 7. So picking up in verse 1 and concluding in verse 6, Solomon writes, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Now, these verses very clearly reveal the purpose of Proverbs, and, and through my study, I think the best way to walk through that purpose with you all is by answering the question, what is wisdom? These verses, as we're going to unpack, they show us that wisdom is first and foremost royal, then that it is understanding and correction, that it is ethical, it is discerning, and it is the obtaining of guidance, the being teachable. Let's unpack that. So firstly, wisdom is royal. In verse 1, here it says these are the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Stop right there. Stop right there. It's important to know and to recognize here that it is by wisdom that kings rule. In fact, if you skip ahead to Proverbs chapter 8, verses 15 and 16, you will see wisdom saying just that, saying, By me kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me princes rule and nobles all who govern justly. So why is wisdom royal? Well, because it's the means by which kings rule their people. But, but there's more there. There's more there. Wisdom is more than, than a means. It's a person. See, let's look deeper here because... I gotta be honest, this is just awesome to me. I geek out of this. I think this is so cool. I want you to notice. Notice at the end of the verse, it says, Son 
of David, king of Israel. Guys, son of David, that's a messianic title. It's a title that Jesus was referred to multiple times in the book of Matthew, the earliest coming in chapter 1, verse 1, when Matthew writes of Jesus' genealogy, firstly saying that he's the son of David, then the son of Abraham. So what that means is that Proverbs is immediately, immediately in verse 1, pointing to the Messiah, pointing to Jesus Christ. Now, why is that important? Well, Solomon is writing the book of Proverbs to teach and to train his son to establish the Messianic kingdom. And as we will see here in a a few minutes in verses 4 and 5, he's also instructing the simple, the young and the wise in wisdom because he's hoping to produce that in them as well. But the thing is, and we've seen this time and time and time again throughout history, a nation only goes as far as its leadership. Look at the rise and the fall of the Roman Empire. Or look at the different kings in the Bible from the fruitful leadership of King David to the horrific leadership of King Ahab. Simply put, if your leader, if your king is foolish, so will the people. But if your leader, if your king be wise, the people will also be wise. You go as far as as your leadership. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, it it means that we're in desperate need of a wise king that produces a wise kingdom and wise people. And guess what? It ain't you. (laughs) It ain't me either. It ain't Joe Biden as well. We need to see Jesus as king, to see him as Lord, the son of David, the king of all kings. Because just as Solomon wants to teach and train his son in wisdom to establish the messianic kingdom. So Jesus wants to establish his messianic kingdom in us, in us. In other words, he wants to produce wisdom in us, Christ-likeness in us through his Holy Spirit. So what is this book of Proverbs doing for you and for me then? Well, it's, it's quite clearly laying out how kingdom citizens should live and what the, the wise king, King Jesus, will produce in them. So wisdom is royalty. First and foremost, you got to know that wisdom is Christ. And we'll get into that more next week, but for now, please know wisdom is royalty. And actually, you know, I want to say this too. I want to get on my soapbox here for a second. Before we move on to verse 2, I just want to say that, that Proverbs is not a book of practical tips and tricks to help you get through the Christian life. It's not. It's not. Proverbs, it certainly contains those things in a form, but, but we have a problem that no amount of tips and tricks will solve, and that is ourselves. It's our flesh. God created the world with with an order to work in a very certain way, and and we must live that way to be truly wise. The problem is we just can't do it. We can't do it. In our flesh, in our sin, we just can't do it. And so that's what Proverbs is all about. It's about restoring that lack of harmony in the world and the way God designed it to work through the person of Jesus Christ. In other words, wisdom is not practical tips and tricks. Wisdom is a person the person of Christ, okay? I get frustrated when people think that they they come to read Proverbs for some, some practical tips and tricks on how to live their life. That is not what the book is about. The book points to Christ, pursuing Christ. 1 Corinthians talks about how Christ is the wisdom of God. I can't, okay, I can't get into that too much because we're gonna talk about that next week, but hear me out, okay? Wisdom is a person, the person of Christ, okay? Anyways, moving on. To verse 2, we see that wisdom is correction. 
That verse says, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight. Now, what's interesting about that verse is you, you don't hear the word correction anywhere in there. <laughs> we see instruction, but, but not correction. So that may leave you wondering, well, well how can wisdom be correction? And, and that's a great question. But with this verse, what, you, what you'll see is, is most translations say instruction over correction, and mine does as well, the ESV translation. But if you look at the actual Hebrew word itself, the Hebrew word itself is musar. That word, instruction, is better translated as correction or discipline. And regardless of translation, whether it says correction or instruction, we need people who can and will correct us. That's wisdom. It is. That's wisdom. And that implicitly means that wisdom ain't no walk in the park. Pursuing wisdom is not a cakewalk. It's tough. It's painful. I mean, I'm sure many of you listening, you've been disciplined, corrected before in some way, shape, or form, and you know, you know discipline is painful. You know correction is painful, but you also know the fruit that it produces. And so the question is, are you willing to endure, to learn, to grow for wisdom? Is the pain worth it? Wisdom is correction. Next, we see in, in verse 3 that wisdom is ethical. Verse 3 says to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice, and equity. Now, me personally, I think this is a big and undermined thing by many believers. Let me explain. True biblical wisdom is the knowledge of good and evil, just and unjust. It's not best and not best. You, you can't pick and choose here, right? Wisdom is right and wrong, right and wrong. Okay, you don't determine what is good and what is evil. God does. I mean, why, why else do you think God forbid Adam and Eve to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden in the book of Genesis? You think he just wanted to restrict their freedom with some pesky rule? No, no. One commentary says God did that because he wanted to teach Adam and Eve, to teach humanity, to depend on him for that knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil, instead of determining it for ourselves. Let that simmer for a second. Again, God determines what is good and what is evil, not you. And let it be noted, that comes with no exceptions. For some reason, we all think we're the one exception. Oh, well, God wants me to connect with this person, so I'm just going to cuss and, and talk like them so I can win them to Christ. Or, oh, I, I know God doesn't want me to be miserable, so I'm just going to take another hit because it makes me feel good. Or, oh, God doesn't want me to be miserable, so I'm going to divorce her. No, 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 honey. No, no, no. There are no exceptions. God's word and his infinite wisdom determines what is good and evil, what is ethical. Not you. Not you. And that's for your own benefit. By the way, that is for your own benefit. Okay? It's for your own benefit. <laughs> Anyways, wisdom is ethical. Now in the next verse, we are introduced to the fact that wisdom is discernment, or as, as my translation says, prudence. Verse 4 says, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Put simply, not only is wisdom the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong, just and unjust, smart and stupid, not only is wisdom the knowledge of that, it is also the application, the application of it. 
It is the ability to apply that knowledge by assessing a circumstance or situation and making the right decision, a la discernment. For my sports fans out there, the NFL playoffs are going on right now, and the most important position in the game of football is without a doubt quarterback. The quarterback knows all the plays, he runs the plays, and a really good quarterback is also able to recognize the plays of his enemy, the defense, in order to make the right decision. And, and wisdom is similar. Wisdom allows you to know the plays, a la the, the word of God. Wisdom enables you then to run the plays or to apply the word to your life. And then last, lastly, wisdom also helps you to discern and defeat the tactics of your enemy, the prince of the air who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. That's wisdom. Your favorite quarterback. <laughs> Not mine, though. <laughs> My favorite quarterback is Bryce Young, quarterback of the Panthers. Man, he, he, needs, some, he needs some more wisdom. We had a, we had a rough season. <laughs> I'm laughing away the pain, man. It was brutal. <laughs> Anyways, wisdom is discernment. Now, before we move on, though, to the last element, I guess you could say, of wisdom, I want you guys to notice the intended audience of Proverbs shown here in verse 4 and also the beginning of verse 5. Solomon says that he desires to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Then he says in verse 5, let the wise hear an increase in learning. So what we see here is that in this class, if you will, with, with Solomon or the word of God playing the role of teachers, we see a wide range of the student body. From the simple in verse 4 to the wise in verse 5, from the young to the old, wisdom is for everyone. Wisdom is for everyone. And that includes women as well. I, I know this, this book is technically written towards Solomon's son, but that does not mean it, this book can't be applied to women as well. This book is for everyone. Wisdom is for everyone. Now to, to provide some imagery to this, for, for those who don't know, my, my family and I reside in the mountains of North Carolina in a cute tiny town called Little Switzerland, which is very, very close to Mount Mitchell, home of the highest peak east of the Mississippi. Now, my family and I have hiked Mount Mitchell numerous times, and what is so great about it is that the mountain has hikes for beginners and for experts. They have low-effort hikes and strenuous hikes, all reaching the same peak. And in the same manner, wisdom has the capabilities and the terrain that is profitable for beginners and experts, for the simple and the wise, all bringing us to the same peak, which is relationship and intimacy with Christ. Now that leads me to the last element of wisdom, and that is that it is the obtaining of guidance. Verses 5 and 6 conclude our passage today saying, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Man, I, I love, I just love how Solomon included the wise here. He's shown us that those who are truly wise, they understand that they never graduate from the school of wisdom. They never arrive. Solomon shows us that wisdom is not just, it's not some goal to achieve or to attain. Rather, it's a lifelong pursuit. Wisdom is a lifelong pursuit. Charles Bridges said on, on this verse, he said, For a truly wise man is one not who has attained, but one who knows that he has not attained and is pressing onwards to perfection. I think Moses was a, a great example of this in Exodus chapter 18 when he gracefully and humbly received guidance from his father-in-law Jethro on his leadership of Israel. See, Moses knew with wisdom you never arrive. 
Guidance is crucial. Someone who has wisdom is someone who is teachable. They desire to increase in, lear- in learning. They listen, and they don't just listen to respond, which I am guilty of sometimes. No, they, they listen with an ear that seeks to learn. They have a learning ear. They're teachable. Wisdom is obtaining guidance. So let's summarize. The purpose of this book, the purpose of Proverbs, is the laying out of how kingdom citizens should live and what the wise king, Jesus Christ, will produce in them. The purpose of Proverbs is to encourage our pursuit of wisdom and to increase our possession of it. And what is wisdom? It is royal. It is being corrected and disciplined. It understands good and evil, right and wrong, smart and stupid, and it lives that out through discernment. Wisdom is also the obtaining of guidance through a willingness to listen and be teachable. That's all for episode one. Like I said, in the intro, I'm going to leave a Q&A box in the description, and I would love to hear your thoughts. If these episodes are too dense for you, too long for you, too complicated for you, whatever thoughts you have, please share them my way. I can't express it enough. Please, please share it my way. I want to be a resource for you and to make this series as best suited for you as I can, and therefore, your feedback is crucial. It's crucial. I'll also leave my email in the description as well if you have any questions from today's episode, I would love to clarify and answer them for you. I'm truly so excited to be back podcasting and to be on this journey with you all. I love you all. See you Friday for a Friday mood. God bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah.